Welcome to the Sports Stories podcast. I'm your host, Dave Levine from the Summit Partnership and creator of Sports Stories. Sports Stories podcast is the place where we are looking to relate powerful and inspirational stories from the world of sport. If you're looking for inspiration and ideas, as well as interested in getting an insight into how successful players, coaches, managers, administrators, and even parents find their way in sport, then stay with us. You're in the right place. Look out for the never shared before insights into the life stories of individuals, some you might know, who are making a difference in sport, locally, nationally, and even internationally. Hear their incredible challenges and difficulties and how they've overcome them, who has inspired them, what has been their key motivations, and crucially, hear the top tips and advice they would give you to fulfill your dreams, aspirations, and potential. I really believe there is inspiration and brilliant insight we can gain from everyone's story. So wherever you are, in the car, at the gym, having your lunch break, or even just sat at home, take this protected time, listen deeply, and enjoy. So if you like Sports Stories Podcast, please share with your colleagues and friends, follow us on social media, and subscribe to the Sports Stories Podcast. And crucially, give us your feedback and any suggestions so we can make this even more enjoyable and beneficial to you. So it's with great pleasure I would like to welcome to our second show the Head of Academy Coaching at Preston North End, Matt Craddock. Welcome to the Sports Stories Podcast. Mm. It's really great to have you with us here today, Matt. Thanks for giving up your time. Um, I must say I've been really excited about coming together to talk. Um, We've known each other now, I think it's been a couple of years or so, and, and every conversation we've had you've always left me thinking a little bit about, you know, what it is you do, what it is I do, uh, and just being really curious about the journey that you've been on. So uh, it's been a really great pleasure to have you with us here on the Sports Stories podcast today, um, and hopefully we can have a really good informal conversation. Yeah. Um, just as an introduction, uh, it would be great for you just to give us a little bit of a sense of, of, of who you are and what you're doing right now. Uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I currently work at a football club. My role is head of coaching, and that's um, it's a different role at every club, but I guess where I work, it's mainly responsible for sort of stuff on on the grass, so yeah. stuff around the coaching curriculum, the coach development program, and um, making sure all the coaches we have in are up to the qualifications that they need and are suitable for delivering on, on what we want them to deliver. And yeah. um, it's also probably a small scale staff, so yeah. really all of our role is the same thing, and that's about developing players to work into our first team Um, philosophically my role I see it as developing people and then players after that so um, or coaches but it's developing people really and I think um, my role before this was was working in the FA as a coach developer same principle developing people helping people make themselves better so I see that as, as sort of my role and, and all of our roles really within our within our context. Okay, brilliant. And and it, it, it really warms me to hear you talk about developing people because I think the sense of the Sports Stories podcast and what we would like to do is is to hear a bit about your story um, to, to help develop other people and give them an opportunity to be inspired and you know get some, some nuggets out of, of mm. your journey really. So um, if, if we were to go to a place of... Um, what's your first... Um, first recollection or your first involvement in sport can you take us back my first memory is is, is a is a photograph i think it's at my nana's where uh, i'm wearing a man united kit in, in the back garden yeah um, that's that's the first one um i think probably more 
actively. I remember p- playing in the school team. I used to just play and do as much as I could. Right. Every time that we, you know, when we were in school, as soon as the school bell finished, I'd yeah. be playing football. Um, and Why we, football? What what got you into football? I guess it's just I guess it's just something that everybody did. You know, <laughs> I, I try and think about why I, I do this job and and why why it is football and everyone did football. They just right. you know now I, I actually watch a lot of sports. Right. I enjoy watching loads of sports, but but back when I was a kid, it just it was football was everything. Whenever right. you know, even in PE when they said oh we're going to do rugby, it was like oh I just I just wanted to do football Bob. all the time. I loved it. It was great and. Yeah, you know, the, probably like when I was growing up, the Premier League started and that got really exciting because it was on telly more yeah. and, you know, it was just talked about, it was sensationalised. Yeah. It just became a real exciting, yeah. exciting thing. And I just, I just remember all the time, it was, it was when, you know, when school holidays yeah. were on where you literally would leave the house at nine and you wouldn't, <laughs> and you, your mum would say, there's, there's three quid see at six you yeah. know and, and you'd push it and try and come back for seven, seven. And, and and you'd literally just play football all day long you wouldn't you know you wouldn't do anything else you was, might... was football and sport in your family then when you were not really yeah. we, we liked it yeah. you know my mum and dad we, we all went to football as a family okay yeah. so when we moved here our local club was blackpool yeah. Yeah. uh we we'd all go as a family to yeah. blackpool we'd go all the time so we'd yeah. go to all the home games as as a family, even right. some away games, we'd get in the car and the yeah. five of us would travel, yeah. and that was just something that we all did. So <laughs> it wasn't like mum and dad was, you know, played it really. They did when they were kids, and you know, my mum even played football. Okay. And, and and but it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like we were sports stars or yeah. anything like that. We just really liked it, and you know, it was it was exciting. And I think the more more I got into it, the more. I probably saw the detail behind what I was okay. enjoying, yeah. um, but at the time I just I just loved it. And, right. and I remember playing for the school team. I remember, you know, playing it in certain clubs. Yeah. And, you know, I even did it in college all the way up to there. And then and then I think when when I realised I wasn't going to do it as a job, it was like right, well, what do I do now? And that was right. that was weird because I just thought every, everything was just football. And then suddenly you got to the point where you thought. Mm, I'm actually going to have to do something. What, what, what do you mean when you say you knew you, you weren't going to do it as a job? Or what was that about? Is well, that guess, about being a footballer? Yeah, I think, I think that's it. Well, yeah. Probably all, all the boys I grew up with, yeah. it was their, their dream. And, and everyone fell off at a certain point. Some, some of my friends went and, went and played and, you know, yeah. really, really pleased and proud of them. And, but we all, you know, the rest of us fell off the ladder at a certain point. I yeah. stayed on the ladder a little bit longer than some of my other mates, but eventually fell off. And at that point, it was like... Right, I need to do something, you know, and I really I went to university just as a bit of a time filler because I wasn't sure what to do. It's like I can't what play football. I, I can't play football every day. My mum and dad think I need to go and get a job or go to university. So I went to university and it gave me a bit more time. And I think I had probably like two a couple of years where I did less stuff. Okay. With football, I went and watched it still, but was just a lot less involved. And I think I realised that I, I miss it. I, I really like it. I want to be involved in it. And I think that was. That was my so, so you worked out that football was needing to be a part of your life okay, mm. as, you, as you were going forward. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to take you to, a, I'd be interested to hear anyway, what, what's been a message or what's, been, what's the, a kind of a, a quote or a saying or something that's driven you throughout your career in, in involvement in sport? Do you have a phrase or a... I have a phrase. I don't think it's necessarily about football. Okay, but, no, great. One that I, I, I sort of love and live by is about education. And it's right. Education is about uh, lighting a fire, not filling yeah. a well. 
and I absolutely love it. And it, as soon as I heard it, it sort of really struck with me because I thought, if you think back to the, you know, my favourite bits at school, it was the teachers that made you go, "Ooh, what's this?" And you went away and learnt it yourself. You didn't, you were that interested in it. Yeah. You didn't need the teacher then. She, she or he had done done their job by lighting that fire. Yeah, and that's that stuck with me through everything. So even now with my coaching, you know, I'm really keen on making it interesting and, and sharing some detail and encouraging the players to go off and find it themselves and come back to me. And when they do, that's that's the brilliant, that's brilliant, that's the best. Right. That's the best bit. It's like really exciting. So it's not probably that about football, it's just about no. uh, it's probably a life thing, but yeah, yeah. You know, I just love that that thing and, and I like seeing it in my in my daughters as well when they right, come right, back and yeah. tell you about stuff and they, yeah. they go on and on and on and yeah. on, you know, the girls and they're going on and on and on and on. Yeah. And you think, God, this is brilliant. You know, cause and where, where, where did you get that from? Where did that, uh, the idea of, you know, the importance of having a fire lit within me or me lighting a fire within others? I, I think I probably, so at my time at the FA, we did a lot of learning about learning. Okay. So yeah. I pr- it, it, was, it was early on in my time at the FA right. that I came across that quote. Yeah. And it just, just struck a chord with me because I thought that, that's really true. Yeah. And I think about. Yeah. everything that I do and everything that I learned, everything yeah. that I was good at, yeah. I had done because I, I was interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like I had, that fire had been lit in me yeah. and I went off and found out yeah. more stuff. Okay. So I think they just, I think I've probably been doing it a long time and they just, yeah. when I got told that phrase, I thought, oh wow, that's that sums up so many things that I've seen, witnessed yeah. and been part of. Yeah. Just, just I love it. Yeah. And, and then for, can you can you share an example or a time where um, where you've uh, where you've been really successful and, and, and somebody's really <clears throat> lit that fire within you and therefore what did they do? Yeah, well, I went on a uh, you got loads of courses and right. stuff and, and you, <laughs> you always take off something but there was this one particular thing that one of the FA tutors delivered on and it just I just found it really interesting. He'd gone into some real detail. He'd found real yeah. specific patterns and. He'd researched, you know, it was about how goals were scored. And okay, yeah. I just loved it. I thought it was great. And I immediately went home and I remember sitting on my day off one day and I watched something like 250 goals yeah. in, in one morning. I just yeah. I had a big piece of paper and I was plotting where every single goal was scored because I okay. wanted to see if he was right. Okay, you yeah. Know, and yeah. You think, try it out. Yeah, try and you think, out. you know, is he right? And I'm thinking, oh, actually. And was he? Yeah, he was right. <laughs> and it was slightly different. You know, his context is slightly different to our context. So the way our football team plays is different to his football team but I was seeing trends and you think right, oh wow this is this is great and then, then and then I thought well I wonder where the, the assist pass which was the pass leading up to the goal yeah. came from so then I went back and watched 250 yeah. goals again yeah. plotting where the pass came from and I was like god god it's right yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know that it just just grew and grew and grew and I think what what the way he did it was was finding about he was giving me something right what, or he had created something that helped his players understand Okay. And because they understood, they could make better decisions. Right. And if they can make better decisions, they can perform better. Right. So that was the that was the key. It wasn't just something that was interesting that had no output. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting and it helped. Okay. And that, it, that and it, got me. And it sounded like he, he he delivered it in a way to you that lit your fire because it gave you the right level of content and detail and specificity. Yeah. So he, he he told a story. Told a he story. Told a story. Yeah. All you know, I think. We'll talk about probably books later on, but yeah. there's a you know person that I, I talk about, Damien Hughes. I talk about him quite a lot, but I love his books and his books really yeah. like 
um, got me, and he talks about telling stories. Everyone, okay. everyone who is you know, effective in any area is yeah. a good storyteller. Yeah. And I think a coach is no different. Yeah. He stood up and he told a story about what had happened at the last Can you remember the story? Yeah, basically, he gave a context about... So he, he worked for one of the national governing bodies, so he was working, I think it was in the 20s. Yeah. Uh, they'd had a tournament maybe four years previously, and it didn't go very well, and he had loads of okay. uh, <laughs> examples of how it didn't go very well, yeah. particularly around finishing the attacks or scoring yeah. goals. Uh, he then unpicked that. Yeah. He then showed the research behind it, the interventions he put in, and then then the output was the next tournament and how much better they were at it. So it took you on the journey right. of the whole brilliant. story. Yeah. Brilliant, really good, really simple. You know, it was, but it was a story, and it just, yeah, it was great. And wow. that, and that just, like you said, that just just lit the paper, and I was off, and I was, I was off. I couldn't, I, I probably can't even tell you what happened for the rest of the day. Right. And it was, I think it was a morning session. The rest yeah. of the day was a complete wipeout because I was just, that was, so, that was it. So could you summarise for us? You know, you've really struck me with the power of stories, you know, and I think that's partly why we're doing this, the Sports Stories podcast because it's about sharing stories. Yeah. But, you know, what, what's been your learning about you in terms of how, how do people light your fire? Mm. What is it that? Passion, I think. Right. Care. Care, okay. And I think that's probably it. I think it's, it's if they're passionate about it and they care about it and it helps. Okay, so it adds value there. It adds helps. value, yeah. then I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. And he was really passionate. He cared about his players. Okay. And it had value to what he was doing. Yeah. And that, yeah, they're the three things. That just, so he delivered that and it, and that's what really hooked you is that you could see some value in how, yeah, it was how his approach he, he was talking about the players as people. Okay. He wasn't saying, Brilliant. you know, he wasn't talking about their, how they plant their left foot and how they strike the ball. Oh, okay. right. He was talking about them making decisions and then being having the information available to make decisions. Right. And that's a person, that's not a player. Right. And that, that was great. That was great. Which for me really plays quite strongly to your philosophy there about actually this is about people, people. who play football and yeah. developing the person, and I can see yeah. how that's played out in your yeah. your approach in yeah. what you do. Yeah, really important. We we work with kids from yeah. eight to twenty, you know, and, and football is important yeah. part of their life. Yeah, but it is a part of their life, yeah. and we need to have that that context and that um, you know uh, understanding that it is just a part of their part lives of it. because they need to be rounded individuals, and all of the all of the players that we have at our club will leave the club at some point. Yeah. Right. You know, they might leave at 12, they might yeah. leave at 14, they might be incredibly talented and lucky and, and yeah. have a career that spans 20 years, yeah. but then they will leave the club. And we need to make sure that when they leave the club, they're leaving the club being a, a better person and they are prepped and ready to handle with to whatever comes next. Whatever comes next. Yeah. Because you see, I mean, particularly now, you see so many stories about people finishing, you know, we talked about it before, about yeah. finishing work and not having a Purpose. purpose. You know, we, we need to make sure that, that football is not just their purpose, it has to be bigger. And for me, I think it is about helping people. That's bigger than football, isn't it? It's yeah. brilliant. It's yeah, working out their purpose maybe through football even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Football football is the is the vehicle, vehicle. but it's it's not the it's not the road, it's not the destination, it's just a it's just a vehicle that's that's taking you. So let me let me Take us to a, um, the, the flip side of that coin in mind. In terms of, mm. can you give an exp uh, uh, an example or a story of when you know 
a, a pretty hard time that you've had in your career where you've you've actually called on your philosophy philosophy of you know relighting my fire to pull me back out of that yeah um there's been a, there's been a couple it's, it's difficult i haven't got a playing background so this industry okay. is very uh, difficult to penetrate without that <laughs> that credibility you have to you have to add value in, in other ways and demonstrate your, your value in, and build your credibility okay. in yeah. other ways yeah so it's not impossible but it's difficult but, but there's there's hurdles at, at yeah. every sort of level yeah. i'd probably say b- before i joined the fa I, I worked in a local authority and i was i was working as like an advisor and a, a school sport coach where i was working yeah. Um, in schools, I did that role for about five years, really, and it was probably the next best thing to football. I couldn't get in, yeah. I couldn't get in and work yeah. in football, so I worked in schools and worked in sports yeah. clubs and helped out. And um, as part of that role, I started advising teachers on how they deliver PE effectively and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And when the government changed, there was a big redundancy, so yeah. we'd uh, we'd actually went away to get married. And when we came home, I'd had a, a oh, one of the no. letters that you open as <laughs> you know redundancy letter, and you're thinking, oh wow. I think that was that was a really tough period because I finished and like you know kids go to school and, and your wife goes to work and you sat there just thinking what what now what, what do you do yeah and there's and know, how did you feel at that stage can you describe what that was really like uh, I guess initially angry yeah because I I pointed it out yeah at everyone as in there was people who kept their jobs I thought I was better than. There was people, you know, who, who weren't affected that I thought their department weren't as good as our department. Right. And it was like an anger thing. Really. Yeah. You, the chimp comes out and yeah. it's like self-protection, isn't it? Yeah. I think once you once you put your chimp away and, and actually start looking at what, what you can What's do. Really going on it. Uh, so was that was one of the okay. strategies you, you used is to, to, to watch yourself and start managing yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think, I think it's important to realise that you should probably only do stuff that helps you. So, okay. so me being angry and being negative and being miserable wasn't helping. Yeah. It wasn't helping anybody. It definitely wasn't helping me. Yeah. So I think I think one of the things that I started to, to realize, well, what, what do I want to do? Because there was loads of jobs out there I could have applied for. Yeah. Um, you know, I turned down part-time work because yeah. you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. So, so it was back to, well, what, what am I interested yeah. in? And I was interested in football. So I, I, what I did was I did a couple of things. One, I tried to create some work for myself with a, a local club okay. um, working in the community similar to what I was doing and, and I started to pick up some hours and yeah. pitch some ideas to them about yeah. how I think I should do the other I was going to a, a club a professional club yeah. and just I worked at their academy part time and I literally just turned up every morning just said yeah. offered offered yourself to help out yeah. yeah I did it every day for a long time yeah two months maybe i just kept right. just kept turning up doing how stuff was that how was that received uh it was way out of my comfort zone because right. I'm, I'm you know i'm not i'm not the most confident of people i wouldn't just go and impose myself on people i'm, I'm yeah. confident in my ability but but yeah I, i'm not one to push myself just on people knock on doors, no yeah. not yeah. at all so so it was uncomfortable and there were some really uncomfortable times where you know the the the, the academy manager at the time is, is still a good friend of mine he was just he was just brilliant with me right and he just was like come in whenever you want right. like so he 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 made it feel really really welcoming yeah. but then he wasn't the only member of staff there the first team were there as well and it just sometimes you felt like you were just in the oh, way a little bit <laughs> oh it was a bit uncomfortable but I, but i got to do loads of good things and that's you know something i learned from that was just about saying yes to stuff okay yeah. you know and i think you i think uh, 
football lit my fire, so I was I wanted to be involved in football, yeah. and then I just had to go and do stuff. Okay. So whenever somebody said, "Can you do this?" I would say, "Yes, yes. no problem, I'll do it," yeah. and I just kept doing that. And as a result of doing that, I got well. <laughs> in one week, I got three jobs. So I'd, I was right. been applying. I'd been applying for jobs right. in football. I was holding off and holding off, and I got a little little redundancy payment, and it was it was nothing. And yeah. I knew it. I knew how long it would it would take me, and I was getting right to the edge of this of this time where I'm thinking I'm going to have to start working soon. And um, literally, I think it was two days. I got three three job offers. No way. Yeah, it was incredible. So nothing, literally nothing had come along for for months, and then I got I got these three three job offers, all in football as well. Uh, one was with the FA. So. Right. Right, it was it was the the stuff at, at the football club that that just kept me kept me going. It kept me sane. It kept me and it gave me a purpose because okay. the hat you can only clean the house so so, so many, many times. times. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. at the time we were, we were in quite a small little house and there wasn't a lot of cleaning to do. And yeah. you know, so there was um, yeah, it was it was it was tough. But but that that gave me a purpose. It gave me stuff to to do and it was linked to to what I wanted, wanted to, do. to do so yeah. I was interested and I, I would I would take on little projects I'd, I'd do stuff research that they didn't even ask me for I just yeah. here you go I'll research this have yeah. a look at that and I just did loads of stuff and then and then you know I think when it when I got the job at the FA I was just even more grateful because of what I'd had to do to yeah. get to that point yeah. and I was I was certain that was what I wanted to do sure. yeah because I'd had that really good experience and I mean during that experience I did some crazy things like yeah. brilliant you know I, I went on tour to Latvia tour yeah. to Denmark yeah. took some first team training sessions yeah. it was like, wow. it's incredible <laughs> like I was and I was a nobody like yeah. you know young coach I think we had my beeline great maybe. experiences there though brilliant yeah brilliant just getting to see certain people work and god it was great you know but but I, I wouldn't have that wouldn't have happened if I'd stayed at home yeah, you know, feeling miserable yeah. or even not being miserable, but yeah. but applying for jobs online yeah. and doing that actually to get out and so do I'm it. Here, so. I'm hearing there quite a strong connection therefore in in terms of how how did you know when the times were tough and I wasn't feeling great and I was quite low, how did I light my own fire? Yeah. You know, and, and and the way of you lighting your fire was to really get in touch with actually what is it I enjoy doing, what am I passionate yeah. about, and do more of it, and do as much as I can of it, which yeah. was largely being involved in that football environment, helping people get better. Yeah. You know, and, and actually yeah. you did it for free to start with because you needed to get yeah. out there. Yeah, if you know the club as well, even when I got paid, it was close to free. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did it just as often as I could. And, yeah, even when I turned up and there was nothing to do, I didn't go home. I stayed and just watched, right. you know, yeah. and just stood there watching yeah. stuff and learning. And, yeah, and being in the environment yeah, and, and being present. Yeah, just soak in as, as much as I could, really, yeah. So yeah, just do doing so, more. So uh, if I if I was to pin you down then in the, in terms of those ne- those two stories, you know, one one of the sort of the real um, highlight where things are going well, and one when you really have to drag yourself out and yeah. light your own fire. Um, who's been really inspirational along the journey for you, and and and, and why? Ooh. well, I think because it's a journey. There's different yeah. people at yeah, different yeah. different periods, you know. There's, there's people that are consistent, so my family are, are a consistent yeah. inspiration. Then you've yeah. got, you know, my wife, who's a, who's a, and my kids are an inspiration. Yeah. And then I think as you as you go through, so when I first started off, there was a um, guy called Derek Spence, and he works okay. at Blackpool's Community Trust. He's a bit of a bit of a legend right. in, in sort of that <laughs> that sort of area. And yeah. he was just he was great and brilliant, and he gave me loads of opportunities and experience and uh, fun times and. Uh, 
just a really, really good guy. Yeah. What 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 was what was good about Derry? What was special Derry, about him? He he could you? he could have one cone, a flat ball, and a field full of dog poo, and you'd have the best hour of your life. Right. He yeah. was brilliant. He was infectious. He was enthusiastic. He right. he loved people. He loved fun. Right. He was brilliant. Just right. really connected with people. Yeah, by the sounds like. yeah, really, really did connect with you, and and that that was. That was somebody who inspired me mm. early on. And it, then I, went, I worked in local authority. Um, my boss at the time was Justine, and she were, I think she's um, UK Sport now. Yeah. Sport England now, sorry. And uh, she she was brilliant because she was a bit of a, bit of a plan, like okay, a visionary, yeah. Yeah. bit of a long-term plan. So it wasn't just do this, do this, do this. She actually looked ahead and right. thought... You know, head what, up and looked out yeah, to we, the future. We've got more, good yeah. people, and if we don't create different jobs and, and uh, you know, a platform for them to progress, yeah. we will lose these good people. Yeah. So she, I got different roles and different experiences just just because of her. Yeah. You know, I had no real experience. I started off as a sports coach. I was just doing the delivery. You know, 18 months later, I was managing their coaches. 18 months later, I was like the school club link coordinator where I was meeting and having strategic meetings and... You know, loads going on. Wouldn't have had any of that experience if it wasn't for her and her, her plans. And then when you went into the FA, God, there's there's loads of inspiring people, people. in there. Yeah. You know, really. Anybody really, that stands out for you that you you can think actually they they might not even know it, but they had a, a real impact on on me and my career in in football. Yeah, I mean from the, the I mean they would know it. Pete Pete Sturgis and Ian Bateman at the FA, I think, right. are really inspirational people because they're good men. Yeah. You know, they're good good people. They're good people. Um, Ian Holloway, I think, was was a, yeah. a really big experience. Again, he he probably wouldn't wouldn't know me, but but when I kept volunteering and turning yeah. up, you know, yeah. the academy trained on the same site as the first team, and they were he was great to watch. Cause yeah. Very similar to to what I said earlier about people, person, yeah. connected with people, yeah. had a shared uh, yeah. values and goals, yeah. and it was us, you know, not me, but but with his with his players and yeah. staff, it was. You know, we are going to do this yeah. because of this. Yeah. And we had a purpose and it's us all together. Yeah. You know, that was really interesting to be able to watch that close by nice. to see how he connected with people. And, you know, he got, he, he's got this uh, reputation as being a bit wacky and stuff. Right. And, and he, <laughs> he, he was, but, but the people loved it. You know, yeah. and everybody loved it. And he yeah. was... He lit their fire by the sounds of it. He lit their fire. fire and yeah, them. you know, I, I remember watching, he, he you know, he had a, a small little canteen and he taped like an 11 aside pitch in the canteen so he could Brilliant. do shape because it was raining <laughs> and windy outside and you think oh, it looks a bit creative wacky, and... but it is, yeah it's, it's brilliant yeah really cool oh. you know so so there's been loads of things loads of people and loads of people that probably so if, if you know there's a lot of people that are really interested in in working in sport it's their passion it's their interest you know and you've been on a, a, a pretty incredible journey you know and there's, hopefully there's a long way still to go but yeah. what what guidance might you give to somebody who's you know wanting to embark on on being involved in the sport world do, just keep saying yes to stuff do more yeah. do yeah. do as much as you possibly can and i think particularly when you know you see it quite a lot you know young ambitious people and that's, that's great and I, I remember when i was a coach educator with the fa there was it was courses that you could go on. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, you're the start of day one of the first course and they're asking you about the second course. Right. And it was worried me a little bit. Right. You know, and you think, and then the other thing that worried me is when I, I turned up to maybe like an assessment day and observation yeah. and 
they'd worry about the numbers that they were coaching with. So right. let's say he, you know, he planned for sixteen, yeah. but he only had fourteen, and he yeah. goes and takes two players from somewhere else. And you yeah. think, oh, that's that's worrying as well. And so what's what, what's what's the worry around all this for you? What? Well, the second the second one is is that you should be able to manage numbers. Okay. And I think if you say yes to stuff, so you go and do your community yeah. hours, you do your school work, you do your breakfast clubs, you, you do all that stuff. Yeah, you, you know, prepares you. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you'd be working in a session, I'd expect 20 and 60 would walk in. Yeah. Or I'd be doing a community session, expecting 20 and yeah. 6 would turn in. So there's yeah. something for me about actually trying to, working in those environments gives you the, um, the, the competencies and the experiences of working with the, yeah. the, the those different environments. Definitely. You know, yeah. So yeah. it prepares managing, you. Managing numbers, managing situations, managing, yeah, everything. You know, and I think you shouldn't, that shouldn't be your first experience you yeah. know, at the end. You know, we talk about our players, you know, they shouldn't ever experience something for the first time when they're on the pitch for the first team. Because yeah. it's too late, they haven't, yeah. they haven't managed, they haven't got the skills to, yeah. to deal with it there. We have to provide that with them before yeah. that day. And it's the same with coaching, I think. If yeah. you want to you know, work at the, the best and be the best that you can be, you have yeah. to have experienced loads of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why I say, say yes to stuff, go, yeah. and, go and deliver, yeah. go and yeah. Do stuff. And I'm hearing you and valuing actually all of the all of the good experiences and all of the bad experiences that you had oh, earlier on in your career. Yeah. And how that's made you yeah. the, the coach and the developer of people you are today. Yeah, I, I think yeah, hundred percent. You know, the first job I did at the FA, I was travelling around the country right. delivering these after-school type sessions. No one was coming to most yeah. of them. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'd have twenty, but most of the time I'd have two or yeah. three and or seven. Yeah. You know, not not these perfect numbers. Can, that you, you, can you see those experiences then, Matt, playing out in the work you do today? Can you can you make well, connections back to yeah, them? So, so so we have you know we we have our under 18s team and then the first team and you know let's say the first team has an injury or yeah. illness or yeah. want to do something specific or there's a game or someone's on recovery they they'll ring and ask for some of our players or they'll take our players for their yeah. session. So you, so you could be you flexible could plan, again. Yeah. yeah, you could plan for 16 and. You know, two minutes later you've got thirteen, and two minutes later there's actually two late injuries, and actually you've only got eleven. Yeah. But you're still working on this topic. Yeah. You still got this this space. You still yeah. got ninety minutes to deliver. Yeah. You know, and you still got eleven players that need your, you know, attention and best practice possible and yeah. best support. Yeah. So that's that's no different than me delivering a PE lesson and yeah. expecting twenty and having thirty. Yeah. It's yeah. the same principle. So that the numbers thing just doesn't phase me anymore but I see coaches where yeah. they have, their head falls off when you know they've planned for 12 and they've got 11 you think yeah. oh, you should be able to just manage that manage yeah. deal with that that's, yeah. that's not a problem but it's not a problem because you know I've done probably 10 years of of you know small numbers because people haven't turned up or big and, numbers and managing and being flexible yeah you know, and uh, being agile in the work that you do and yeah. I'm, I'm a, you know I'm, I'm hearing out the principles that you've kind of brought along the way through your journey about really in, inspiring others and inspiring yourself you know lighting your fire ha having to be flexible and agile in what you do yeah but also valuing the early experiences because they've made yeah. you who you are definitely you know? yeah definitely and that's that's just my that's just my journey other yeah. people have been on different journeys and they will bring yeah. different things to the table than yeah. me you know they'll have different strengths and different areas to develop yeah. and that's fine as well yeah. i think you've got to be aware of, of what you bring and, and what you, you know, so I, I know, for example, I'm, I'm quite good at managing numbers. I'm yeah. quite good at maybe practice design. I'm quite good at, yeah. but I haven't a playing background. So yeah. where do I need to work? Well, I yeah. need to make sure I understand the game inside out. Because if I don't, yeah. 
when I'm coaching at the highest level possible, yeah. you know, I, I might struggle. So I yeah. need to, I think you've just got to be aware of... Aware and honest to, and your, honest with to yourself, your, your yeah. ability. Honestly yeah. with yourself, yeah. Brilliant. Well, given given what you just said there about, you know, your journey has been yours and others will have a similar or possibly different journey, uh, I would like to move us on to our little quick fire round here mm. where we can potentially offer some real nuggets to... Um, those that are listening in terms of what can really help them potentially on their journey okay okay so I'm going to fire a few questions yeah. at you Matt and Let's then um, you know don't think about it too much gut, gut response is probably best so okay. um, um, what sort of books are you would you recommend to um, the group out there people that you know books <clears> that really impacted and inspired you and um, for maximum firstly positive psychology stuff I absolutely okay. love it NLP anything to do with language Positive thinking, positive yeah. positivity, absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, so anything like that. Uh, the Art of Being Brilliant, fantastic book. Okay. Uh, really easy read. Loads of positive stuff that you could take away and do. Yeah. Um, really like stuff, like I mentioned Damien Hughes before. So if you're into football or something like, you know, the Barcelona way or thinking like Charles Ferguson. Yeah. Gives you some stories, anecdotes of football world, but also gives you some real... Uh, practical things to take away yeah. and use. Um, I really like the book called Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point. Yeah, that that sort of helped me because at one point I was thinking, oh, how am I gonna, you know, when I'm uh, I, st I started like a five year plan when I was working at the council, trying and get myself into full time football, yeah. and that is a you know I'm working in the council, working in schools, yeah, and I want to go and work in full time football. That was massive. Yeah, and the tipping point is about building something up to okay. a point where it becomes inevitable yeah the so momentum kind of yeah, yeah just okay. just building up everything so that the, the fact that that's going to happen is inevitable it's just about when is it going to happen okay great so that, i really like that and um i guess uh, simon hartley is another is another author i really like and, and he he two lengths of the pool is something i'd recommend yeah. so there's probably a mix there of four books around maybe about psychology okay. some around football and some about personal development mm -hmm. and performance stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Let me keep moving move us on. G given this, um, given the, the day and age that we're now in and the uh, importance of technology, um, what would you say is a, a piece of technology that you would um, would not do without now? Oh, good one. Uh, I would say twi uh, is very good from a yeah. social media point of view yeah. as in okay. finding stuff out and connecting with people. Okay, so good. if, if you you know, if you maybe networks quite small there's, yeah. there's loads of people you could reach out for okay from great. a coaching point of view i think huddle is brilliant huddle okay. hudl is like an analysis tool okay and you can film something upload it and then let's say me and you are working together great. i could film your session we put it onto huddle and then you would go through it at your own time brilliant. away from me right. so instead of this hot review where it's like emotional and oh, i thought it was great oh it was terrible it's actually I'm I'm watching it and I can listen to myself and, and I can clip it. So you could clip three or four things that you did really well. You could clip Excellent. one or two things that you, that you maybe need to work on. And even better than that, you can share those clips with me and I can converse with Brilliant. you over the app. So I could message you back saying, yeah, but this bit here was excellent. And you could write back and say, you know, what about this? How could I do yeah. this better? Yeah. So we use that with the players and our coaches quite a lot. Okay. So the players will have their playlists of themselves doing stuff that they're doing really well, some right. things that they need to work with. Sounds like a great learning tool over a period of time as well where you can Perfect. go back and reflect. And yeah, really good, really good. So we have we have um, individual learning plans. Yeah. They're reviewed every six weeks. Okay. So they have clips from week one. Yeah. They might have clips, might have the same learning plan oh, through for wow. 
18, 24 weeks. So 24 weeks later, we can look at clip one yeah. and go, this is what you were doing then. then. Yeah. Now look at how, how well right. you've done it. Show progression and development. Yeah. So. Also allows you to get some measurable stuff. So you could get stats, from yeah. it, you know, so you could watch back your game and you could just stat yourself and all Great. that sort of stuff. Really, really good tool. Really good. Brilliant. Okay. Um, bit different here. If you were to win the lottery tomorrow, um, where which charity or where would you... Offer some support or, or offer some money to? Uh, I thought you were going to say where we're going to go on holiday. I, know, I, was, uh, <laughs> well. I was just having a good thing. Um, uh, I think there's probably a, f- a few in my, in my head, so I don't think I could narrow it down to one. I think yeah, there's yeah. probably a few that get that would get something. I think Diabetes UK would get something. Yeah. Um, cancer Research would get something. Right. That's a really both really, really good charities. Yeah. And then I'd have to go around mental health. I think this is such yeah. a... Um, important thing and yeah. I think we need to be better at talking yeah. about it and, and we were talking about that earlier weren't we yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, my wife works in mental health and I, I just think we need to, we all need to be better at uh, understanding it and realising it and talking about it great really powerful stuff okay um, what advice would you give to a, a teenage version of yourself I, I always like that question mm. what advice would you give to a teenage version I probably wouldn't go for the mullet <laughs> yeah. So I'd say get rid of that yeah. straight away. Um, I, I think I, I think going back to what I said before about say yes, okay. say yes to stuff. So yes to so for example, I remember being at university and I got the opportunity to do my level two, yeah. um, FA level two. I think it would have cost twenty pounds, and it was down the road. I think it was a bus. It was a bus away. And I didn't do it. Yeah. And then when I finished university, I ended up. Uh, I sort of live on the coast in the northwest, and I had to. I couldn't find a course close to me. I ended up having to get to Manchester to do a level two and spend two hundred fifty quid yeah. plus travelling there and back. Yeah. For God knows how. And you think, God, why didn't yeah, you just do, didn't that? do it? Then? It's so lazy. So I, I'd have just done more. I think yeah. I'd have just. I'd have done more. Say yes and take the opportunity when it's there. Yeah. yeah. I think I probably. Uh, I, I tended to overthink a lot. I probably still do. <laughs> and you know, there's, there's pros and cons of that, but I think I definitely should just go. Yep, yeah, I'm going to do yeah. that. Do it, and I, I think that would be yeah. my advice. Good stuff. Okay, and I'm going to take you back a little bit to what you mentioned earlier, but I want you to be really quite straight here. So, which three people have most positively impacted on your sport involvement? Ooh. Um. Okay, so I'll put my family to side. I'm going to put okay. my family to one okay. side because. Yeah. No one's more inspirational than your family, are they? So for you, yeah. Um, I wouldn't bore people with that. But family aside, I think I would go for. Oh, it's so tough. I'd go for I'd go for Derek Spence because I think yeah, he he, he lit the fire in the first place about Great. working with people in the early day, yeah, and coaching. Um, I'd go with with Justine, yeah, Blomley because she taught me about planning and people. And about when you're a manager, you need to understand your people and what yeah. what um, lights their fire. So yeah. she knew what lit my fire and she helped me to, to do that. Yeah. Even though it wasn't necessarily helping the job, she yeah. knew that helping me yeah. would, would help me perform my job better. And I yeah. think that's a real good lesson to learn. Yeah, lovely. And then... I think I would go for somebody like Michael Jolly, who is okay. a football manager but he, he if you look at his background it isn't a playing background really? I don't know Michael yeah. I've seen some of the stuff he's done I've, yeah. I've, I've watched his journey and he 
I can see a lot of similarities in us in okay. me and parallel. Yeah, so he, you know, he did a different job. Okay, lovely. You know, found out that he wanted to to do football because that's what he loves. Yeah, he came yeah. away. He he volunteered at places. He did long days, long long weeks, make it happen, and you know, a football manager on the back of it. And yeah. I think that's, I think he's probably inspired me as into you know you can you can, you can do, do better. Yeah, you yeah. can do it. Yeah. Brilliant. That's really powerful stuff. Okay, and then the last one, just to add on to that, and it, it might be the same persons or persons. Um, who, whose sports story would you most like to hear, and uh, preferably from somebody who's alive? Hmm. That is a good question. There's so many, isn't there? Go on, gut feel. Just one of them then. Somebody in sport. In, in anybody. Or in anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. altogether. Yeah, no, somebody in sport. Perhaps. Somebody in somebody sport. Somebody or, or connected to sport that whose, whose story you would really be interested in. Hmm. Oh, that is, that is tough. That's like, you know, when you go into a sweet shop and there's yeah, so many things many. and you don't even know where to go and you pick something that you'll, this is what will happen. And I do this a lot. I'll pick something because I don't know. There's so many things. And I go, yeah. well, I'll have that, and then I'll come home later, and I think oh, I didn't oh, want right. that afterwards. Yeah. So this is what this will be. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'll go for Eric Cantona. Eric Cantona. Yeah. Okay. And why? Why? Briefly, why? Why would you be drawn to Eric Cantona's story? Because when he when he came, he just he was just very good. Yeah. He was dedicated to what he did, yeah. and he just was just so decisive and so uh, he just understood what he wanted and, and he made that decision. Yeah. You know, and a quite just a fascinating man. I, yeah. I always want to know why he retired when he yeah, retired. Yeah. You know, so many unanswered questions. He had so that. much more yeah. to give at that point, and what was his thinking behind it, and. You know, I'd have loved to know what his background was and, and what sort of stuff he did as a kid Kids, to be yeah. able to do the stuff he did. Yes. Where did he get that confidence from? Yeah. How is it so almost unflappable? You know, yeah. so so many times he just he just believed in himself and he'd be an interesting one. Gosh. And just to wrap us all off then, Matt, um, Tell us a little bit more about you know just where where you're at then and where you're going and and if people were interested to find out a little bit more about you and your story or your journey, um, how might they be able to find out a bit more about you, um, or make contact you? Well, they can yeah, you can contact me. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Okay, I, great. I, I quite like that as a tool of, of connecting people. I'm, I'm quite yeah. interested in connecting people. I think okay, that's, that's quite an interesting thing. I'm, yeah. I'm interested in people so um you can find me on twitter and, and I'll, I'll pass you my stuff you can pass that on and people okay. get in touch but um, i i see myself very much as the start of my journey really and okay i okay. think that yeah. I, you know I, I probably once had these goals of, of of material things as in being doing this and doing that and and now i'm, I'm more at a point where i want to be something rather than doing something okay. so really like um my, my goal is just to be the best coach that I can be and, and I mean coach in the wider sense, sense developing you know, people developing coach. people yeah, yeah. And I want to be the best coach that I could possibly be um, so if uh, if people are interested then, then yeah they can they can reach out and you know you could find me on social media or pass you my email address if, if well, so Matt, be it. 
I'll, I'll by all means do that, and a lot, a lot of the details that you've shared here we'll put on the show notes for the uh, for the podcast. But yeah. it, what what's really come across very strongly is 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 your is your passion and the fire within you. Um, I've really liked the positive approach from our conversation today, which again lives true to the philosophy you talked around in terms of your your yeah. positive psychology and the approach yeah, that you like to to deliver. And you know, I would just like to really thank you for. For well, being open and, and sharing your story, and and who knows, we might be back here again at some stage doing some more of this. More than welcome, yeah. yeah. So Matt, thanks Pleasure. again. Uh, really appreciate it, and um, obviously, good luck with the rest of the, with your sports story and your journey, and um, we we'll look forward to hearing more of it in the future. Thanks very much. Dan. All right, take care. Thanks a Thank lot. Matt. So there we have it. The story of Matt Craddock, head of coaching at Preston North End. From his really open discussion, he made me really reflect on a couple of things. One of those being the idea of learning about learning. So as the coach of others, I'd like to pose the following question. How do you help those around you understand how they learn? The second question I'd like to pose is based on you looking back and you appreciating your career and life experiences to date. So I want to ask, what are the most powerful life experiences you have had so far and how could they best serve you now? And to draw the show to a close, don't miss out on looking at the show notes where there is a summary of key parts of the conversation, including the responses to the quickfire questions. You will also find some links to the books and resources mentioned. And finally, to you, the listener, it's been great to have you with us on the Sports Stories podcast today. I do hope you have valued listening and have taken some form of learning or inspiration from the conversation. There will be further podcasts released next week and it would be great to have you listening in. To find out more, not to miss any of our guests, please also follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and of course, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to contact me directly, then email me on sportsstories247 at gmail.com. We will always welcome feedback and recommendations on future guests. Thanks again for listening, and I really look forward to having you with me on the next show.